a lot of people that want to be doctors. I thought about being a doctor too, but now I want to be a movie star and a vet. A vet is a doctor. It's a pet doctor, not a people doctor. Still a doctor. Anyways, if you have not guessed, we are going to talk about doctors and medical professionals. Black people have been included in medicine since the beginning, but not always in a good way. That's true, Jackson. This episode is dedicated to those who were pioneers in medicine. We must acknowledge how far medicine has come due to people like Henrietta Lacks, the men of the Tuskegee experiment. And the thousands of women who unwillingly gave their bodies to study women's health. We must honor them, say their names, and tell their stories. You know what? We need to work on increasing the numbers of black and Hispanic doctors. Even though our percentage is small, our contributions to the field of medicine has been strong. Today, we are going to tell you about five medical pioneers. First up, Marilyn Hughes Gaston. Dr. G published a study in sickle cell anemia that led to a nationwide test for newborns. She was the first black and female director of the Public Health Bureau. Next up is Daniel Hale Williams. He founded Chicago's Provident Hospital, the country's first black owned interracial hospital in 1891 and performed the first ever successful heart surgery two years later. Speaking of hearts, we have a guest, a cardiologist. Cardiologist. That's right. We have a medical superstar with us today, Dr. Nazreen Ibrahim. Hi, Avery and Jackson. It is truly an honor to be on your show. You have done such fantastic things with your podcast, and I'm really excited to talk to you today. Again, I am Dr. Nesreen Ibrahim. I am a transplant cardiologist and an assistant professor at Mass General Hospital and Harvard Medical School in Boston. And what I do is I take care of patients that have super sick hearts. So these are patients that we've tried all sorts of medications and all sorts of operations, but their hearts are still really, really sick. And the only way for us to get them feeling better is to give them a new heart. And the way we do that is through heart transplant. So it's really amazing to be able to take care of patients that feel really, really sick, and then they get a new heart, and then eventually they're able to live a full life and do all sorts of things that they weren't able to do when their heart was really, really sick. So I love my job, and I'm so happy to talk a little bit about heart disease with you today. Welcome to the show. We just talked a little about Dr. Daniel Hale Williams, but we always like to sprinkle a little BGM in the conversation. Do you know who Myra Logan is? Oh, of course I know who she is. She's one of my sheroes. While it's commonly known that Dr. Daniel Hale Williams was among the first doctors to perform a successful open heart surgery in 1893, my girl, Dr. Myra Adele Logan, did it 50 years later in 1943, making her the first woman to perform an open heart surgery. And guess what? She was a black woman. That's pretty amazing, right? She paved the way for so many women to have a space in cardiology and cardiac surgery, and specifically for black women. 
So she's truly a trailblazer and truly somebody who has transformed the field of cardiac surgery. Wow, touching a real heart would be so cool. Have you ever touched a real heart? What does it feel like? Yes, I've definitely touched a heart. And remember that the heart is actually a muscle, so it feels more hard than it does mushy. But sick hearts tend to be a little harder than a healthy, softer, and mushier heart. And also, when we touch lungs, lungs do feel a little mushier than hearts do. But remember, the heart is a muscle. It's the pump. It's the engine of the body. You are so cool. I have a question. Is it true that black people have more heart problems than other races? Yes, unfortunately, this is true. There is no biologic or genetic difference between black people and other races or ethnicities. But black people do have more risk factors that cause heart disease, like high blood pressure and diabetes. And these types of things make them more prone to heart disease. But I also want to share with you that you have to remember that just like there's racism in society, there is racism in medicine, too, that contributes to the differences and why black people have more heart disease. So in my opinion, we have to start all the way at the beginning. We have to make sure black people have access to all the things that prevent heart disease, things like treating high blood pressure, treating diabetes, and then counseling people to maintain healthy body weights to prevent heart disease. We have lots of work to do, but I'm really hopeful that things are going to change in the future. And I'm really happy that you and Avery are raising awareness on this important topic in our community. So what can we do to keep our hearts healthy? To keep your heart healthy, you have to exercise regularly, you have to eat a healthy diet, and you have to maintain a healthy body weight. And I'd also stress that it's really important to see your primary care doctor or your pediatrician at least once a year for a checkup. They'll draw some blood, they'll listen to your heart and lungs, they'll check your blood pressure, check your weight, and just make, thing, make sure things are on the right track. Why this is so important is because sometimes things can be wrong and patients can't tell or people can't tell when there's something wrong. And that's why you need to see a doctor once a year just for a full body check-in. So three things to maintain a healthy heart. Number one, eat healthy. Number two, move daily. And number three, maintain a healthy weight. Thanks for being a guest today. You were awesome. I just might consider being a heart doctor. Thank you so much for having me. We desperately need more black women and men to become heart doctors, so I'll be on the lookout for you. Keep up the good work. I am so proud of you both, and thank you for having me on your show. It's been a pleasure. We have two more pioneers to share. Next is Dr. Rebecca Crumpler. She became the first female black MD in 1864. She treated freed slaves after the Civil War and published one of the first medical books written by a black person. Last but not least, because he was the first doctor, James McCune was the first black person to earn a medical degree and practice medicine in the United States. After beginning his education at the African Free School in New York City, Dr. Smith soon found he could go no further in U.S. education. Due to the racial discrimination, he then chose to cross the Atlantic and study in Scotland. He was also the first 
rights to own and operate a pharmacy. Do you remember our HBCU show? Well, here is a little info about Howard University in 1868. Howard University School of Medicine was established for the purpose of educating black doctors. It was open to both black and white students, including women. We can't forget about nurses. In 1881, Bellman College was the first school of record for black student nurses. So in addition to medical pioneers, we have colleges and universities that open to create places for black medical professionals to live out their dreams. We hope you learned a lot today. And just remember, when you think of doctors, they can be any race or gender. So if you want to be a doctor, then go for it. We need you. Time for... Door of Excellence! Remember, each week we will pick a door, one, two, or three. Behind each door is either on the same black history, a kid did what, and black around the world. So Jackson, pick a door. I'll take door number three. Open the door. Open the door. Behind door number three is, drumroll please, She's not a doctor, but she is out to save the world. Maya Penn was born to create. By four years old, she'd taken apart her first computer. She followed that up by animating short films and writing code for her own website. I have heard of her before. At age eight, Maya began sewing eco-friendly clothes. Not only is she helping save the environment, she also donates at least 10% of her earnings to charity. Round of applause for Maya and our guest today, Dr. Nazarene. Thanks for listening, HBCP friends. If you want to support what we do, then share, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram at hey underscore black underscore child underscore podcast. And check out our website for or text 513-445-2232 to share feedback or show suggestions. That's all for now, but we'll see you on the next episode of Hey Black Child!